0: you're listening to fandoms i'm your host Brody otway join me as i interview a guest about anything from hash to mash today on the show we'll be talking to robert about the show mash welcome
1: to the show robert Hey, what's going on? Uh, please call me Bob. That's what everybody calls me. I forgot to
0: tell you that earlier, but yeah. No problem, Bob. All right. So for somebody who has no idea what MASH is, can you give me a bit of uh, explanation?
1: Okay. MASH, the TV show, started in eighty in 72 and ran till 1983 for its time period. And even to some extent today, it's considered pretty much the biggest TV show of all time. One of the cool things about it is you again you got to remember 1983 we don't have a whole lot of channels and any of that the it had the highest viewership for a final show ever uh even bigger than all of the Super Bowls even to this day believe it or not from what i understand it came from a tv from a movie written by Robert or done, directed by Robert Altman and then of course they did the show and it made everybody on it a star
0: so how did you first get into MASH
1: Well, I watched it, uh, again, I was actually born in 72. So most of the initial run, I didn't get or understand. You figure when the show went off the air, I was 11. (laughs) But uh, my father watched it a little bit, but not a lot. Honestly, reruns, man, in in the early 80s. Again, I am a child of the 80s. So in the 80s, they would rerun it every weekend. And it just kind of, I don't know, it kind of snowballed from there. And it just kind of slowly over time, became this thing, this obsession that is, you know, has been in some of the darkest moments of my life and has been some of the the funnest things of my life too, I guess is a good way to put it.
0: I actually discovered MASH because I randomly had a pair of MASH boxer shorts. And uh, (laughs) there was, I was never the kid who had low riding pants or anything like that. And I'll give that credit to my brother. But there was one day where my boxers were sticking out a little bit and my grandmother was like pointed it out and she's like do you even know what mash is and I was like uh yeah it's that show grandpa watches right like whatever (laughs) and uh she's just like yeah and so I I end up sitting down with my grandpa like years later and actually watching the show but my first exposure to the series was a pair of boxer shorts I didn't even know they made MASH Boxer Shorts, so you got me
1: on that one. I need to go find me a pair, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think the show still to this day is being rerun over and over and still has people watching it and tuning in? I think just
1: because the, the characters were so well done and so well written for an ensemble piece, and it, the show changed over the years to where MASH fans are, funny enough, quite divided over, like, is it the, the the first three seasons the best because they had Colonel Blake? And then when they got uh, Sherman Potter in season four, were those episodes better? And then you get people that are like, well, I really like BJ, but I don't like Trapper. So there's, it's kind of depending on, you, can, you get a little bit of everything. I mean, overall, that's been my experience. And the show is starting to show that it's a little bit dated now because it is 51 years old. So there's some of the stuff that was acceptable in the late 70s, and now you kind of cringe like, oh, you can't do that anymore. But that's with anything that has that is that old. That's just the natural process of life. But
0: Oh, yeah. There were different it, things you could get away with back in the day that yeah. things just weren't looked at the same way through the same lens that we look through things today.
1: No, it's just... And at this point, it's just a, it's a, a friend and a comfort, and it's just something that I literally... I will watch every day before, typically before and when I go to bed. Weirdly enough.
0: What era or season of the show is your favorite to revisit? Honestly, for me, seasons four and
1: five are my two favorite. It's the introduction of BJ, Honeycut, and then, of course, it's the last two seasons of Frank, and then he leaves. So realistically, four, five, six, and seven in that order. And that's not a lot of times. I will literally just hit the Hulu button because, I mean, obviously I have the box set, but come on, it's 2023. I'm not putting DVDs in, in a DVD player. It's not happening. Absolutely. But I'll hit the Hulu, and I'll go through those four seasons, and then a lot of times I'll start back again at the beginning of season four. And obviously I'll sometimes I'll ping pong off, but those are my, those are my wheelhouse. That's where I like to be at.
0: So this whole series started with a movie you said? Yes. Okay. I was, I thought the movie came after the series. I did not know that at
1: all. No, they were uh, at that time period when the movie came out, it was originally a book by Richard Hooker that had done well. And then of course they bought the screenplay. They made the movie. They originally were going to do a sequel called MASH in Maine that got like, you know, they never got past even the writing stage realistically. And then at that time, there was a lot of TV shows that were coming out of movies. That's what they were doing. They would turn they were turning everything into a freaking half-hour pilot. And okay. they did it with MASH. And it almost the show almost got canceled the first year because they couldn't really, they just couldn't find their fitting. And you can see their first season of MASH is very it's very uneven. There's there's not, it does, a lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense sometimes. And that happens. And you figure they could get away with it a lot easier then because it was on and gone. Remember, there's only, at that time period, there's what, three channels plus the UFH channel. So there's 2713 and the three main channels. So you could get away with a, a lot more screw-ups, you know, back in the day.
0: Yeah, they're a lot quicker to cancel things instead of letting it giving it room to grow nowadays. Like I find shows like mash or the office, they wouldn't last today because if the first season sucks, they ax it right away. They don't give it time to see what doesn't work and improve.
1: Yeah. well, look at parks and recreation, same way parks and recreation became this phenomenal show. And if anything was one of those shows that was smart enough to stop when they did. So you leave it, you leave the audience wanting more as opposed to, a lot of shows that just drag on and on, but yeah, you don't get any time now. And they just, at least of all on the big networks. I mean, you might get a extra run on a Hulu subsidiary or something like that, but on the big networks, no, you, you screw it up. You're gone.
0: How do you think MASH changed TV
1: overall? Well, the biggest thing that they did actually do was they, they got away from the, from the movie, from the comedy of war to where up until that point, it was all Hogan's heroes And, you know, uh, Gomer Pyle and all of that. So everything was a joke. I were in the army, blah, blah, blah. And in this case, you had a lot of actual blood and guts. You had things that were really going on. They were one of the very first shows to ever talk about homosexuality in any way, shape, or form. And I think having the Vietnam War in the background, even though it wasn't necessarily intended, it kind of it goes well for that also. So there's kind of that whole anti-war thing. And then of course that builds with the Vietnam thing and it just kind of meshes together all the way across the board. I think.
0: Definitely. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting premise for a comedy series. And I first, right. When I first found out it was a comedy watching it with my grandfather, I was kind of confused because my grandfather never watched any comedies. It was either sports, westerns, or MASH. And I was surprised how much I actually found myself enjoying it, too. Yeah, I mean,
1: a lot of the the humor still holds up. I, again, in the later years, some people would say that the drama got a little bit of preachy-preachy because Alan had kind of taken over at that point. but. I mean, whether we like it or not, that's where people gravitated to. And that was one of the early ensemble shows where everybody was really getting a a large piece of, I guess we'll call it the action or the acting to where it wasn't just like, here's Klinger for two seconds and then he disappears. You would get Klinger-centric shows. And again, Alan's going to do what he's going to do because whether we like it or not, when you're writing and directing, you're going to run the show to some extent after a certain amount of time. So yeah, the show got a little bit less funny as it went on but there's some still some very good stuff in it
0: if you could change anything about the series what would you change that i would say there are probably
1: two things i did not like the fact that margaret got married i think that w- i don't think that was necessary i think they had to grow the character certainly and obviously her and frank were going to have their ending but by her by that ending then there was no point for frank to be on the show anymore and larry linville as much as said so the other thing would be when they would they put certain characters together where it just didn't make sense like they had hot lips you know margaret and alan get together for a two-part episode and i can't stand that episode and i don't watch it i'll skip right over it other than that that's about it i felt like if anything they could have brought in more characters like i would have seen like to have seen more with like igor You know, the cook, you could have done a whole episode on him or even made him a hell, I guess you would say a minor character, even though we had enough major characters as it was. But you could have brought him into the mix a little bit more um, stuff like that. But overall, I mean, I'm pleased with it. And again, I I absolutely love it. I think most of my friends don't watch it and think it's incredibly over the top that I will literally will put mash on on my phone before I roll over and go to bed and I'll listen to it before I, I fall asleep.
0: That's awesome. I, I was the same way with The Office for a long time where it was just my comfort show where every night I just throw on it and let it play through, hit the end and start back from the beginning. Yeah, And, and not to get too sad about it,
1: but that when my mother, my mother passed away in 09 and I still and I had, of course, the box set. And it was, and my mother passed away. It was a shock. She got, she had stage four cancer and was gone in three weeks. So it's not like we were prepared for it. I spent a good three months upstairs in my guest bedroom every night watching mash and crying and drinking and just to get and whether that was healthy or not is in material, but there was, you know, that was my comfort was just I literally would put the mash on and watch it over and you know and just go through the shows. And for whatever reason, it was a comfort to me. And it and it made things better, you know, one way or another. I finally I got through it and and moved on with my life. No, that's
0: awesome. It's great that uh Something you were a fan of was able to help you get through that tough thing. I definitely know how that is when my dad passed away when I was, uh, I think I was, yeah, I was 16 when my dad passed away. I was huge into the show How I Met Your Mother oh god
1: when his dad died on the show so
0: i yeah. had forgotten about that episode it had just been that season that had just released before my dad passed away and i was re-watching the whole series and i hit that episode in my rewatch and it just hit me like a rock and I was like I broke down like a baby but like it it was that main thing that helped me realize okay I'm not okay right now and like I need to work through this stuff and because of that show like that show will always have a special place in my heart because of that timing of all of that and I I think it's really cool that Nash was able to help you in a time of need.
1: Yeah. And that's the one thing about movies and TVs, as you well know. I mean, some of that it's, it can be very cathartic or just make you feel better or maybe make you get to that point where, Oh, okay. I, I got a problem and I need to change this or some sort of wake up call or something. I don't, I don't know. It, it can be much like music. It can be all things to all people, depending on how you're feeling, you know, and there's still certain times, you know, with certain shows and sometimes with certain mash episodes, that I'll still, you know, tear up and cry. I'm not afraid to admit it. It's just, it's just one of those things where he, like his, like his relationship with my fa- with his father, I'm very close to my dad, always have been. So when some of the stuff that he does with his dad, it's just like uh, when Charles is talking about where you have a, you have a dad, you know, I had a father and you had a dad and that just, you know, even to this day at 51 years of age will get me all welled up, you know? And luckily my dad's still alive and and at 81 is, is hanging in there and doing well. But yeah, even stuff like that to this day will just get me a little wound up. I'm just like, all right now.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh, That's awesome. So who's your
1: favorite character in MASH? You know, as much as it drives people up the wall, it's got to be Alan Alda. It just is. I mean, I I, with probably, I would say Potter uh, a close second, but... It's just, it always has been just, you know, some of the stuff he said resonated with me. It's just, I mean, obviously it's good dialogue all the way across the board. I mean, there's not a character on the show that I didn't like. Probably wasn't that big of a fan of Trapper because they made him sidekick very early. And I think that's part of the reason he left the show where BJ had his own personality with Trapper. It was like, well, here's Hawkeye getting into this. and here's Trapper following behind him. You know, kind of the shaggy Scooby-Doo type of thing we see a lot of. So he never really, to me, never really completely had his own personality, except for maybe one or two episodes. But yeah, honestly, I would have to say Hawkeye without a doubt.
0: Very cool. So, is there any specific episode that stands out to you as your favorite?
1: Oh God, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it's almost easier to tell you ones that that annoy that that you know annoy. Okay, me. Yeah,
0: let's go there then. Um, what episodes do you not particularly like?
1: There's the dreams episode where they're they're having the dreams and it's just weird. And I know they were, you know, it was art. They were trying to be artsy and all that uh, when radar and Alan and Hawkeye get into it when he's yelling it at radar in that one particular episode where they're trying to make, you know, uh, radar more of like a, a normal person and not just sidekick, but to me it just didn't. The way they went about it was wrong, and it didn't work. The when him and Hot Lips get together and and hook up, the two parter drives me up the wall. It just it doesn't make logical sense. They're like hugging, and then all of a sudden they start. You know, as a grown up, it's just like really that that happens. Okay, I mean maybe it's war. Not obviously, I've never been to war, so maybe I'm wrong. But it's just like, come on, guys. They're You know, they, they could have done like the almost hookup and that would have been more, I think, more entertaining. Probably one of my most favorite episodes would be with Blith uh, Danner, who actually is Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. That particular episode where, she, you know, he basically she comes back into his life and he can't get her out of her head. And then they eventually she leaves and he's like, she never really leaves my, you know, my brain and my heart. And I think we've all been there with kind of a maybe a first love thing or whatever. So that one and the Halloween episode is good because it's all the all the freaking guest stars. You got George Wendt, Andrew Dice Clay. Everybody forgets is in that episode. So just, you know, that's one of the more sillier ones you can kind of point to and be like, hey, I know that dude. I know that dude.
0: What advice would you give somebody who's looking to get into the series? Is there any any episodes you would suggest they start with?
1: I would say probably, to my opinion, would be start with season four, Welcome to Korea. And the other thing I would say, it's much like you and I have already have talked about, like with Parks and Recreation and The Office. You know, everybody forgets the first season of The Office was just kind of cringy and wasn't funny. It just, it wasn't. So I would also, you know, give that disclaimer, like, hey, you know, give it a few episodes. And even to this day... You know, I watch shows and I'm not that patient. Somebody will recommend me a new show. And after about three episodes, I'm like, this isn't funny or this isn't interesting. I'm done. And they'll be like, no, give it some more time. And then if you do, you get to like seven or eight and you're like, okay, I get it now. They've put it together. It's slow, but it makes sense. And then you just kind of start watching it and keep on going. So I think you just got to be patient. Really? Do you have any MASH merch
0: that you're really fond of or anything?
1: Honest to God, I am not a collector of things, so I'm like the opposite. I there was a time period when I started buying '80s stuff in general because, again, I am a child of the '80s. So I had some Mr. T stuff and chips and stuff like I had a Pac Man. You know, I've got I've still got my Atari and stuff like that. But I just was never a big collector. I'm almost a, a minimalist at heart. I do have a 1960s Rockola jukebox with about a thousand forty fives, but that's really it. I just you know most of the memorabilia was mass produced. You can still get a lot of it. It just, I'm not that guy. I like to see it and it's fun to go look. And I'll, and I love to wander through antique shops and look at stuff. Probably the only thing I would want is an original fold up travel army desk from the Korean War time period. But them yeah. bad boys are not cheap. Typically, they're beat all the heck. And I just can't justify dropping $1,500 to $2,000 for a desk that, let's be honest, I'm not going to use. Yeah. yeah. Like I saw one literally could have been more than six months ago at an antique shop and it was nice. It had everything with it, but what's it going to do? It's going to sit in the corner and I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to physically do anything with it. I'm not going to use it. So I just, you know, I enjoy looking. I'm on a couple of MASH Facebook groups and people will post different stuff. And that's always fun because then you're like, oh, I didn't even know that existed. the boxers
0: i had no idea i'm not a huge collector of a lot of things myself there's a few things where what things i've seen it where i'm like oh okay
1: there are moments when you're like getting ready to pull the trigger like no i can't do that like i have like my original star wars figures but they're my original figures and let's be honest they're beat all the heck i mean they're not worth anything but they they're important and they mean something to me but i had all of that stuff and it all ended up in garage sales or to the younger cousin Whatever the case may be, it just all disappeared into the wind. As it, we didn't know any better. You know? Yeah,
0: I had all these hand me downs of the original Star Wars figures from a kid, uh, kid's older brother down the street. His younger brother nice. had no interest in Star Wars. I was over one day and seen one of them and was gushing about it, and he just gave me the whole box. And yeah, no, he it was <laughs> it was super cool. It seems like everything gets remade or rebooted or rehashed these days. Why do you think? mash is one of the few things where they haven't been like oh yeah we can do that again
1: honestly because i don't think they necessarily could i think you would if you try to update it i don't think it's gonna work and i honestly i don't think there's enough of a desire within the younger generation to see it redone. It's considered to be kind of an old man show. It's ran on the on MeTV and a lot of those local channels that you can watch it on. But they've never really—I mean, there's a couple of podcasts that people do on it, and uh, you know, Mash Matters and stuff like that. But it's never really the modern zeitgeist doesn't really care. You know, anybody held 30 years or younger is not clamoring for a MASH rerun it's or a MASH redo. They're just not, you know, so that's probably why would be my guess.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm probably one of the few people I know under 30 who even really knows uh, much about MASH. You could name characters from it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it just I don't know necessarily if it would work and I don't think there's so many options available and there's so many shows now. It's almost like where where's the money at? I mean, even if you did it, would it really get an audience? I mean, it's not going to be some cult thing because it's already massively. The, the original owners have made a ton of money off the original property, so there's really no reason to do it. Like with The Office, that makes sense. You do The Office redo, you get a lot of new fans, you bring in a lot back of the old fans, you get a lot of merchandise sold, you can resell your syndication package to for top dollar stuff like that. With MASH, I just think it's it's kind of like uh, I don't think anybody wants to watch a I Dream a Genie re- redo. You know, they tried to do a Love Boat redo, and that was a disaster. And I think it lasted six episodes or something like that. It's just, I just don't think it's going to work at this point, you know? And I'm kind of glad, quite honestly. Some things are just better left alone, even sometimes with movies, too. You and I have both seen it where they've remade, like, Point Break and stuff like that. Yeah. it It just doesn't work. It's not the same. Agreed.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Our last question here. What is your favorite part about being a fan of M.A.S.H.? I think because, uh, honestly, I own it
1: completely. So it's not like, I mean, like all of my friends and family know that I am the mash guy. Like that's just that they just know. And I'm proud of that. And and I like I said, I know all the episodes. I could recite half the dialogue by heart. And it's just something that I, I enjoy. Nobody in my family really likes it. My ex-wife and my ex girlfriend weren't into it at all. You know, nobody I know personally is just as into it. So I don't know. It's just kind of my little thing, my little wheelhouse and it I literally mash tucks me in, in bed at night. And I turn it on and go to bed and it'll pretty much run through the night and then I'll keep on going the following night. And even sometimes just in the evening before settling into bed, I'll throw it up on the big screen
0: and watch an episode or two.
1: It's just, it's comfort food. It's realistically what it comes down to. It's comfort food all the way.
0: That's awesome, man. So thanks a lot for coming on the show and talking MASH with me. It's been a blast getting to hear about your experiences with the show.
1: Awesome. I had a blast. If you ever want me back, I'm happy to come on. Definitely. It's Def- cool.
0: Yeah. I'd love to have you back and talk another thing you love.
1: Definitely, my friend. Thanks.
0: Do you know somebody who might want to come on the show? Maybe it's you. If so, email us at pod.fandoms at gmail.com or come join us on Discord and chat. You can also find us on Twitter at the Podcast, where you'll often find us harassing bigger YouTubers and podcasters to come onto the show. If you'd like to join us and turn that pressure into peer pressure, we'd really appreciate the backup. Thanks a lot.